NHL Night with your host, the sports, a.k.a. Peter Lebowski, a.k.a. Jeremiah Maxwell. And with him, as always, maybe Perlo Wisdom and Rico in Barry. Everybody, what's up? Uh, welcome to the show. I am the Sports Beard, aka Jeremiah Maxwell. With me, as always, Perlo Wisdom and Rico and Barry. They're not here yet. We'll see what's happening. But tonight, we got a special guest from the Big Bad Bees Pod, Jake Reiser. Let's get Jake in here. Jake, how's hello, it? Hello, hello. How you doing? Doing good. How's everybody doing tonight? Good man. Uh, probably, probably you would be in a little better mood if your Bruins didn't lay an egg against the uh, the uh, the Calgary Flames. Don't worry, nobody on this show had that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going through all our bets yesterday and tweeting out stuff, and uh, Perlo's take was uh, Calgary's giving up. What do you think they're going to do? And uh, they're going to win 4-1, and Boston was not on the bingo card. Now, uh, for the listeners, are you in the Massachusetts area? So, Yes, I live in Boston. Oh, okay. You live in the city. All right. Okay. Um, so just to give you a little background, uh, uh, um, my family's actually from – my mom's side of the family's actually from Massachusetts. I threw up the Bees jersey and the Flames up there for you. Uh Springfield, though, and I lived there when I was a kid, real, real young. Um, but uh, I'm in Alaska. I'm in Anchorage. And Rico's in um, Barrie, obviously, Rico and Barrie, um, Ontario, which is, you know, not far from your neck of the woods. At least it's on the East Coast. And then <laughs> Matt Perlow, if he shows up, uh, he'll be in uh, he'll be in Edmonton. So hey, you at uh, least live in the hometown of our favorite starting goaltender right now. Oh, yeah, Jeremy Swayman, baby. Yeah, we, we got oh, – Definitely given the Bruins, I always, you know, just because I have family from there, I always have a special affinity for the Bruins. Uh, definitely no uh, issues there. Uh, Insta- Instagram's not working tonight, folks. So if you're trying to watch on Insta, I apologize. I don't know what the deal is there. Anyway, uh, you can watch our show live on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, a.k.a. X, or Instagram. Obviously not tonight. That's not happening. Um, let's just real quick, I'll flash up the scores. Uh, I wanted to go through and then, uh, we'll talk a little Bruins hockey and stuff. Um, interesting night of hockey, uh, couple surprises for me. I mean, definitely your game, the, the four, one win Kuzmenko gets a goal. That was a thing mm-hmm. we had talked about Rico. Did you have a, a goal scoring prop on Kuzmenko? I took Kuzmenko and I took Lynn Holm. They both nice and little man potted too and yeah. we all were on i was on the canucks huge as a plus money road dog and they did not disappoint i just thought the lindholm bus was going to be a big thing so we talked a little gambling at the end of the show here jake but we'll definitely uh talk specifics i just two one i didn't watch one second of the star savers game i feel bad i had four games on um i was watching i, I really didn't watch the flyers uh Nice win for the Flyers, man. 2-1 uh, win against Florida. That's a, I mean, they had been not looking good since the Carter Hart thing. So, uh, and I just felt like that was affecting them. Uh, I really appreciate everybody being in the chat, by the way. Tim, Darkness, Daniel Berry, Sports Highlights. Uh, really glad we'll open, uh, open our doors to Jake here. Um, and we'll we'll talk about your pod and, the Boston Bees and 
you know, the legend that is Anchorage, Alaska zone, Jeremy Swayman, <laughs> NHL all-star. Uh, the Jets, that Brendan Dillon hit was an absolute garbage call. It was not a major. He should not get suspended. Uh, Pittsburgh potted two goals, and that changed the game for me. And then they, the Shifley goal got waved off. Anyway, uh, we called the Caps getting destroyed by the Habs. There was a, but Ovi had a goal, and I said Ovi likes to score. We didn't, we didn't put it in our officials. And right now, three minutes left to go. The Avalanche are battled back, and it's 3-3 with 2.53 left in the third. Uh, New Jersey was sitting on that 3-1 lead, man. They just needed that fourth goal. And Colorado, ooh, is Nate Dogg about to score? Oh, my God. Nate McKinnon just on a breakaway. Sto- By the way, as much shit as we give Vitek Vanacek, he has played um, unbelievable in this game. Colorado should be winning this game. And we're waiting for the Golden Knights to end the Oilers' streak or the Oilers extend their streak. We shall see. Um, So those are the games for the day. So, Jake, let's talk about your bees. It's let's a fun year. Bees podcast. I mean, tonight's a bad night, but they've been looking unbelievable. You know, tonight's game – just felt like that Reddit meme I've seen every so often. It's it's just a guy poking the Bruins logo with the stick, and it says, "Come on, do something." It just really felt like they didn't realize the break ended yesterday. Today, <laughs> it was a rough one, but you know, I think it's been just so fun all season. It's almost been better than last year. You know, the accolades last year were really fun, but I feel like there was so much weight knowing that Bergeron and Krejci, you never knew if it was going to be their last year. And now that we kind of, not to say it's great that we shed them because they're legends and we will love them and always miss them, but to shed the pressure of having that, you know, kind of expectation on you, I don't know. It just makes the success feel a lot funner that there's just that much less pressure on us to win. If we slide, we can say, okay, well, we didn't really um, do well at the deadline or we didn't do well in the um, preseason and the offseason signing guys. You know, there's growing pains. There's still guys figuring out their roles. There's leadership guys who need to figure it out. Speaking of which, real quick, not to interrupt you, but I did hear that the Boston Bruins, through my sources, were in on Lindholm. But they were not going to trade for him if he didn't sign an extension. I think it's absolutely the right thing to do. If you look at what the Bruins have as far as capital goes, I don't think they should honestly do much this deadline. If so, for not a lot. They don't have their 2024 first-round pick. I think they should keep their 2025 first-round pick at all costs, just kind of knowing the trajectory of this team, knowing that Marshawn has, you know, some years on him and maybe he's only got a couple more left. So you want to start building another core sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I just don't see, not that I don't love this team and think that they could go really far. I think they can. I just don't think it's worth the amount of capital. A friend of mine said, Hey, if the Bruins were going to match that Elias Lindholm trade, what would you think they would have to have done? And my honest reaction is it would have been their first round draft pick in 25. Jake DeBrusque. Fabian Lysel and Mason Lowry, which I'm not doing any of that. I'm not giving up that future draft capital. You know, I'd love to see Jake DeBrusque resigned. 
Lysel might be having a kind of down year in Providence, but he still has promise. And Lowry, when he's come up to Boston, he's shown a heck of a lot of promise to be a top four defenseman, puck moving defenseman in the next couple of years. They're assets that I just personally wouldn't move if I were Don Sweeney. And so I'm honestly glad that this didn't happen for them. Just to interrupt you, New Jersey just went ahead with two minutes and 17 seconds left, four or three. Noonan in net for Colorado. He has equally played well. Um, yes, I I agree with you on the Bruins probably being smart not trading. I think Lysel's a guy they could let walk. He'd probably already be in the league at this point, but he you never know, man. Guys mature at different rates. I think sometimes I, I heard today um Mike Fuda, former assistant GM of the uh LA Kings, talk about Chernak and how they were like telling him how to do a bunch of stuff. And he didn't speak English, so he didn't know. And they kind of moved him in kind of a huff because he took off and went home. And uh, the guys won two Stanley Cups with and have been a pivotal part of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. So, uh, uh, I, Tim, Tim, I think, is having a rough one in the chat, Rico. <laughs> I think some of Tim's bets. I think oh. Tim, our buddy Tim, who's in the Calgary area. Um, and, you know, not to say I don't cater this show to Canadians, but they care about hockey more than anybody. So it's not a, it's not, there are Boston Bruins fans that live in Canada. You're lucky because you live in the Northeast. And uh, I don't think uh, outside of Minnesota, Michigan, I don't think there's a more like hockey infatuated group of people. And I, I will tell you, I, I have a really good, so I, by background, I was in the military for 25 years. One of my close friends, Patrick Francis Megan, shout out retired Sergeant Major Patrick Francis from Quincy, Massachusetts. He always told me, Boston is, you know, when the Patriots were in, he goes, Boston's a hockey town. Hockey is what they give a shit about more than anything. Yeah, the, the Sox are the Sox. Yeah, the Pats are the Pats. Yeah, the Celtics are the Celtics. And all those teams have done insanely well in the last you know, boss, it hasn't been a bad, you know, when I was growing up, man, the Boston never won anything except for the Celtics. The Celtics were incredible in the eighties. I was around for a lot of that. So, um, but the Bruins last year was a monumental season and they kind of just, you know, withered in the playoffs. They set an NHL record and they lose in the first round to Florida. Um, I'm sure that was heartbreaking for the Bruins fans. Um, um, but it, uh, you almost could see the writing on the wall. Like Monty didn't, he should have went to sway early. I think a lot of us were saying, hey, Olmark doesn't look right. And I definitely was advocating for Swayman because, because, you know, I know people that know him here. It's not that big a city here. It's 300,000 people, basically. There's only about six in the whole entire state. So, you know, uh, you know, it's not even that they should have gone to Sway earlier. Is that yeah. they should have kept the rotation in general. The rotation going Swayman, Allmark, Swayman, Allmark worked so well during the regular season. Why would you stop that momentum during the playoffs? I get yeah, it's a different kind of hockey and it's a different didn't animal, but right it didn't either. work. Didn't Allmark didn't look right though? Right? No, he was definitely hurt. You so know, tell us a little bit hard, about Big hard, Bad. You know, he's, he's a great goalie. Right. He's got, it seems like a little bit of a back issue, a little bit of a hip issue. It came up in the game against Arizona a couple of weeks ago that he tweaked his back in overtime and Swayman had to come in completely cold, gave up a goal 
50 seconds later, maybe even less than that, you know? So it's for the benefit of both of these guys to uh, keep rotating and keep themselves healthy. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the formula now, too. I mean, this is the concern with Colorado, which seven seconds left, they have the empty net. Um, they they have they have been riding Georgiev, and they I mean, obviously they didn't play him tonight because they played last night in New York and lost that game, by the way. And I'll tell you what, man, watching this game tonight, Rico, I want your opinion. Colorado looks like a one-line team to me. It's McKenna, McCarr, and Rantanen, and they got to figure it out, man. I think that's yeah, why I mean, they kind of desperately brought in Zach Parise. Yeah, but he had 21 goals last year. That was a that was a no like 800,000 signing. That's a low road. Here we got our man Perlo here. I'm gonna wait for him to pop up. Here he goes. Oh, Perlo, hey, thanks for joining us. So this is uh, Steve Duncan from ppalpicks.com. We call him Perlo Wisdom. This is Jake Reiser from the Big Bad Bees Pod. I was just about to ask Jake. By the way, Perlo, I tweeted out your 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 the clip of you saying, "Calgary quit." <laughs> taking Boston, which by the way, Perlo, I said yeah. we're all on Boston, so I wasn't destroying you. I was just saying we all get we all get it wrong sometimes. We're human. Um, so, but anyway, uh, um, I, we've hit some other ones. I've been DMing back with Singzy. Singzy, shout out Singzy, Dave Singer. Um, I saw. I just got your text, Rico. I don't know. <laughs> If you're 10 oh, minutes out. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah. Um, just tell us a little bit about the Big Bad Bees, the Big Bad Bees pod. Obviously, you're under the Fans for Sports Network like I am. Uh, uh, how did you come about that? Uh, um, yeah, hey, oh, that was Sigsy's Hollow Goal. That was Sigsy's Hollow Goal. Oh, the baby goal. The Hollow Goal, goal too. Goal. I tailed him on the Hollow Goal. Did we have that on our, our special best yeah, post, too? We did. Oh, yeah. Kuzmenko, Lindholm, Halla, all the boys are rolling tonight. Yes. All right. Yeah. I don't gamble, but I, uh, so 5 3 final. They got the empty netter. Oh, my God, Singsy. That is awesome. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I got parts. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. I'll let you answer. Uh... No. So we started. We're a part of uh, Stanley Cup of Chowder. Um, you know, it started with me and a couple of guys who um, I haven't talked to in a little bit. I wish them the best. I. Don't know where they are now. Um, Colin Beswick and Adam Denhard. We started this um, maybe pre this was pre-pandemic. So this was 2819 that I think we started this. And the pandemic hit and, you know, everything changed. And we took a we took a pause for a while. And then um, everything with, you know, our the parent network happened that they who should not be named. And, you know, I just kind of took the onus of like, this is something that needs to keep going. I've had so much fun doing it. Um, you know, even if I'm just doing like a five minute recap after every game, just some, just like a great outlet to be able to talk Bruins hockey, you know, yeah. the, you're right. The hockey community in Boston and the hockey community and social media is just so strong, you know, and I'm so happy to be back in Boston and I lived in Miami for a couple of years. And so living out in what kind of feels like a hockey desert really gives me almost much more of an appreciation for living back up here again. And so, you know, that, this that is my way to get Miami back in. And then everything. their team eliminates your team after you leave there. That sucks. It, I, I was still living. No, was I still living there? No, I was back up here by that time. That was, that was definitely hard. I had a lot of friends who are down there who are like, ha ha, like pointing the finger at me. And I just, you know, just put my head down. Just we'll, we'll get them at some point. But, um, you know, I'm happy to be back up in Boston and doing this. 
re-engaging with the um, sports community in this way. And I'm just having a great time. You know, we're looking to grow. We're trying to reach out to a whole bunch of people and just grow the network as much as we can. Try and get, you know, more weekly shows, more people to contribute to recaps. And, you know, we're hoping for good things over the, you know, long haul going forward. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, and I I started just as kind of a, a friend of a YouTube guy and then was like, I can do this. I was it. So I, I retired from the military and I was in school for, for, for cinematography and realized I was going to be leaving home a lot and was like, ah, I don't want to be on the road all the time. And um, so I dropped out of school and started doing this. And so um, and my wife's been supportive. Uh, of course, I, I, you know, I get a pension. I, I'm a little bit blessed. Mm -hmm. She has a very good job. I have a very good life. I have no kids. I have five dogs. So it's like, um, I feel that man, you know, this isn't my day job either. And so, you know, it's yeah. a great way for me to feel connected to the community. Um, I'll give a lot of shout outs to the people who do do this for a living and go travel into all these remote places, you know, places where they're just not from in the least bit to pursue their passion. Um, I'll give a shout out, especially to my friend Chris Lynch, who is the play-by-play -play guy for um, the um, oh god, they're in the Nall, the North Iowa Bulls. I want to say I gotta look this up because I'm gonna, he's gonna kill me if I get nice. it wrong. No, that's good, man. Yeah. Like, shout he's, it like, out. Yeah. He's, but he's from here. He's from New England originally, and so to go all the way out to um, Iowa and do what he's doing, I give him a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot of credit. Iowa blows. That. Nobody lives in Iowa that wants to live in Iowa. Iowa sucks. I I got it. The North Iowa Bulls. That was right. And they're 929-0-2. So it's not a fun season for him, but I give him a what, lot of what credit. What league for going are they part of? Is that East Coast fashion. Hockey League or what's the league they're in? That's the North American Hockey League. So it's it, it's like a junior league that ends up getting recruited into um, college hockey generally. Okay. So kind of like under the U.S. development type thing, but just with exactly. lesser Exactly. They're the guys yeah, okay. that they're like, there's the EHL and the NAHL. They're all like 13, 14, 15, 16. And they're the guys who get, you know, recruited to go play in um, NCAA. You know, I'm lucky to live in one of the biggest college hockey hotbeds in the country too. We just had the Beanpot semifinals yesterday. I was watching it, buddy. Just as much. I was watching it, brother. I was watching it because... One, uh, I'm a little, I'm a cap supporter. Ryan Leonard's on Boston College. Everybody, we talk. So this show, NHL Nightly, I go four nights a week, Monday through Thursday now, but Tuesday through Friday during football season, just because I like to have my football and stuff. Um, but uh, Macklin Celebrini on BU, obviously the biggest. Hockey podcast in the U.S. and Canada came out of Boston with Ryan Whitney, Brian McGonagall, a.k.a. R.A., and Mikey Grinelli. All those are Mikey Grinnell. All those guys are all Boston area guys, um, except but for the guy Vince. that drove this the, the only Canadian up. on that pod. Well, so, this is uh, the one well, that drove it over the pod, too. Um, and then, of course, North, if you count Matt Merles, he's from uh, upstate New York. <laughs> That's true, Rico. You do got we do got to give credit to Biz for really pushing the pod, you know, to where it is now. But you're right, you know, Massachusetts, Boston, you know, happy to be, you know, back here again. Admittedly, sorry for Ryan Leonard and your kind of BC connection with the, your Caps following. I am a BU alumni, go Terriers. So oh yeah, I'm dude, happy. I 
I have a Mike Ruzioni jersey hanging right next to me. Surprisingly, I do too. Actually, <laughs> I, I I I love BU. I have no. I don't. I didn't go to college, bro. I was in the military. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I did go to college. I you know I didn't go to college out of high school. And if I did, I would have went to the University of Montana, where I'm originally from. So, um, and they didn't have a hockey team, and I would have care. I care about one double A football. That's why I don't give a crap. But no, I mean, I love college hockey, and now with ESPN Plus, it's so easy to watch Nesson broadcast. I watched Billy Jaffe and those guys last night do the BU, and you know what? I was not surprised BU got BC because they had beat BC had beat them three times already. And you know Colby Cohen, BU alumnus um, from Morning Cup of Hockey. Shout out Daily Faceoff, Colby and, and Johnny Lazzy, Johnny Lazarus. Um, Colby's a BU guy, and I had a bunch of questions. You know, I I wasn't even sure if Beanpot was single elimination. It is funny that the championship game is so far away. I'll tell you what though, BU is on the warpath. If they don't win the Beanpot this year, I'll be really surprised because they lost to Northeastern earlier this year too. I watched that game because I want to see Macklin, and I, you know. Um, I, I heard today uh, Colby say he thinks he could be a, a, on the – there's a guy who played in the NHL, so he thinks he could play center right now in the NHL. That's how good he thinks Celebrity, which is amazing. You know, so. what he's doing as a 17-year-old in college hockey is just wicked impressive. Like, just to see the amount of goals he's scoring, the way he's scoring goals. Last night, putting two in the net, one on the rush, just a sneaky wrister. And the other one, he set himself up on the power play. He gets the puck at the right dot, passes it back up to the point to Lane Hudson. I wa I watched Nesson's cover, so I watched Billy Jaffe do the um, diagnostic of it. By passing that puck up to Lane Hudson at the point, Lane Hudson is also another guy who's going to be a stud NHL defenseman. He's a Montreal Canadiens draft pick. But everyone focuses on Hudson. It gave Celebrini 18 feet of space between him and the nearest defender. You don't do that. And Celebrini just then whips a one-timer past Fowler to make it 2 nothing BU. You know, I think BU got lucky that they got off to a big flying start because BC outshot them like 24-11 to 11 in the last two periods. But, you know, credit to BU for hanging in there for as long as they did. And they've got just some phenomenal talent. And one I, other thing is goaltending. Yeah, real too. quick, I, I wanted to ask you about... Huge saves. Just your assessment. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, BU is an equally talented team. I, I think that if you top to bottom rank it, and I'm going to try to go to the Frozen Four this year. I, I went last year. We're just going to see because the tickets are much more expensive. It's actually financially easier for me to get to Minneapolis. Um, but I wanted to add, since we're talking a little college hockey, your assessment of just outside of Celebrini, some of the other guys, that Wallander guy, he's a Vancouver draft pick. Some stuff like who out on that BU team are you really looking forward to seeing? And then a follow up with BC and them. Do you think that some of those guys like Perot and Gautier stay another year, especially if they don't win the Natty? The Natty. I think if Celebrini is the number one overall draft pick and it ends up going to San Jose. I think you see Smith go, and you see Smith and Celebrini on a line together under former BU head coach David Quinn. But, you know, to get to, I mean, to get your point of BU overall, I think almost every single one of their defensemen is drafted, which is impressive. You know, I go back to my days at BU, which weren't too very far away. Uh, yeah. My first year at BU was Jack Eichel's one-and-done year. 
but we had right. Charlie McAvoy, Clayton Keller, Jake Gottinger, Jordan Those Greenway, guys Tyler. turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, those guys all turned out pretty well. But to look at the roster now beyond um, Macklin, Celebrini, and Lane Hudson, there are three sets of brothers on the team as well, which is just really funny that there yeah. are, you know, it's everything to them. It's great. Um, you know, Quinn Hudson, I think, will get some good looks as a free agent somewhere. But then everybody on that defense, Case McCarthy, uh, Ty Gallagher, Gavin McCarthy, you know, these guys who are just great shutdown defensemen. Willander is going to be a phenomenal defenseman. I would maybe put him in the Tyler Myers kind of build, but a little more consistent. You know, Tyler Myers, just, you know, he fell off a cliff at some point. But, you know, he's got such a big body and such a good nose for being a two-way defenseman. Uh, Willander is phenomenal, and I'm excited to get a good look at him going forward. Um, and you know the beanpot final isn't far away. It's only it's next Monday. The beanpot is the first two Mondays of February, so we'll yeah. get right back on the horse next week at TD Garden. Um, everyone's celebrating. It. We've got the late game. That's what we call it. But um, you know, up and down the roster, guys who you know, uh, Ryan Green who scored last night from Paradise, uh, Nick Zabinay, um, he's a senior who get, doesn't get enough credit, who's just gritty and hard. Luke Tuck, who is Alex Tuck's younger brother, is a yeah. great guy to watch, scored a goal yeah, last night. Yeah, he looks night. good. Is he undrafted? Um, I don't know if Luke Tuck's drafted. Um, I'll look that up. But, you know, it's, uh, the, the funny thing is that the last time Boston College won the bean pot, it was Alex scoring the overtime winning goal in 2016. It's been eight years since the BC Eagles have won the bean pot, which is crazy if you're a BC fan and great if you're not. But um, to me, it all stems back to the head coach. Um, I Again, I was there for all of David Quinn's tenure as a Terrier head coach. And then He's they gave an it to Albie O'Connell. And I mean no disrespect to Albie O'Connell because he learned, again, you learn under the best. And David Quinn came within a game, within a period of winning a national championship. But what Jay Pandolfo, I get whatever he learned as being an NHL guy, whatever he learned as a Bruin, as a Bruins assistant coach under uh, Cassidy, you know, he's brought a level of professionalism back to the program that even when they're, you know, down on their luck, uh, one of my guys in SB Nation put it a great way yesterday, you know, they can play a team like Merrimack, who I guess the NHL equivalent of Merrimack is like the Arizona Coyotes. They're a team that you don't expect to win, but are feisty. You could play Merrimack and um, barely eke out with a win. I think they actually lost to Merrimack earlier this year as well. Or they just come out and dominate like nobody's business. But they go about the game with an absolute professionalism that I don't think that comes if Jay Pandolfo is in your head coach. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 1 million percent. Um, you could tell he's turned that program around. So BU was in the Final Four last year, and I actually thought they lost to Minnesota, correct? Yes, they did lose to Minnesota. So I, I was at was, that was game. Minnesota or Duluth? I, I don't remember which I, one. I inadvertently told Minnesota's head coach at a restaurant didn't know it was him. I thought they got lucky against BU. Um, so that was a fun story. But, um, um, yeah, and uh, Ruzionia was apparently there, and I was so bummed out I didn't see him because I will cry. That man is the shit. He is one of my heroes. I love uh, – I love BU. I love watching these games, um, especially if they're like yesterday. There was a couple of games on 
but like I had those on, but I was like, oh, I'm usually watching four or five games at once. So I really wanted to to see that um BCBU game. I mean, that's must see. Those, those, you know, those those could be in the final four in the frozen four. So uh yeah, no, I really appreciate your assessment on BU doesn't hurt you're an alumnus. And yeah. I'm meeting a great a bunch of awesome BU alums. So we talked a little bit about the Bruins and maybe they're not adding and you're, you you see where they're going. Um, and then I want uh, Steve or Rico to ask you some questions. Uh, do you think they do add to their lineup or do you think they're just going to have to let it ride? I mean, I feel like on defense and goaltending, they need nothing. Um do they move off from Olmark and bring up a, an AHL guy? And because Swayman, they got to resign, right? So are they get are they going to try to keep both goalies? Like I, th- I think they're going to keep both goalies until the contracts expire. You know, the guys love each other. Beyond the goalie hugs, they're just a great tandem in and of itself. And I want to comment on something that Tim York has said in the comments that I think flashed up a little bit about. You know, I think it's the model of the NHL now that you have to have a 1A and a 1B goaltender. And you're right, Tim. That's why Colorado is in such a bind. It's been really hard having Pavel Francouz injured for so long. He was such a great 1B behind Georgiev and then Darcy Kemper before him. Uh, I I think that's why they're in such a hole. (laughs) And I think that's that's the same hole the Bruins would find themselves in. Not that I don't like the Bruins' goaltending prospects. They've got great ones. Brandon Bussey, um, Michael DiPietro, um, Rich Dick, I think, is the other guy as well. But, um, you know, I think they stick with those guys. And if you're going to add anywhere, it's just for depth. It, you, like the More similar to, like, the Garnet Hathaway deal they made last year. It's something yeah. to bring in grit and bottom six scoring. I no, still I think they trait. can to fix the, um, their bottom pairing defensemen. They're still rotating that around a lot. You know, Shattenkirk can be really on and off, and tonight, clearly, he was off as much as he can be a great power play merchant at times. Derek Forbert's been injured most of the season, so he's still trying to find his footing. Parker Watherspoon, I'll give him a lot of credit. Uh, Jim Montgomery's given him ice time over the last couple of months, and he's really taken advantage of it, and he's been such a consistent defenseman. But that's where the Bruins are going to add us. It's really just going to be depth, and that's about it. Yeah, Rico says Colorado's one injury away, a lot of positions. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, what about Jake Allen or Flurry? Yeah. Um, but Boston, and just to stay on the Boston thing, so you don't think Boston adds anything up front or anything? You don't think – because I thought Lindholm would be – and now look, they could go out and get him in free agency, especially because Vancouver probably not going to be able to afford to keep him because they got to re-sign Pedersen. So we'll that's see. The, we'll, that's the move. Elliot Friedman already said if uh, – uh, if um, Lindholm hits free agency, the Bruins are going to be one of those teams that will be in on him. Yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, they got Hampus, right? Why not allow, uh, uh, allow Elias? I Also, the fact that he had two goals against his former team tonight in mm-hmm. the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, you know, we forget he played there first. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, I want to open it up. I, I Steve, I'm picking up some audio from your background, so I just had to mute you, but it's no problem. I'll unmute you. Just mute yourself, and then when you're ready to ask a question, unmute, and then mute yourself again. Just we're picking up some background. It's not a big deal, but it's just better to uh, mute. It just cleans up the audio. I really appreciate it. Um, so you're unmuted. Just mute. I'm not picking up right this second, but it was from something, your TV or something. No big deal, because this is a big game for Steve in Edmonton. 
And Edmonton is, we did, uh, Tim, thanks for letting us know. Tim, let us know. Edmonton's been up one nothing since really early in the game. Uh, it's still one nothing. There's about six minutes left to go in the first period. Um, remember, this ties the, the Penguins from 93, which won nothing. So they lost in the playoffs to, to the New York Islanders last so I always say these teams that break records, the, the Patriots, they lost to my New York Giants. Were mm -hmm. they probably the better team? Well, they lost when it mattered. And so that's – that's. Uh, well, I mean, Eli Manning beat Brady twice, didn't he? Yeah, he beat him twice, yeah. But, you know, in reality, Eli beat the Patriots defense twice and not Brady. And the Giants defense beat Brady. And probably one of the best catches in Super Bowl history. The, I'll that? tell you what, everybody what talks his about name again behind catch. his head. The, that's a good one, the helmet catch. But the Mario Manningham one from the, I'm Jake. I'm sorry, I've given you so much. You're a, you've got you're down to be a Pats fan, right? I'm sure you're a Pats <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. It's not been a couple. Hey, by the way, though, Jake, I know the last couple of years for New England fans have not been great in the football realm, but you had a good run there. Like mm -hmm. it's never going to be duplicated. And the other thing I'll say is sure the Giants is. haven't sure. been good forever. So yeah, you're good, Steve. I, I you can unmute yourself. And I'm not hearing anything. Rico, you're talking Bills about fan. David Tyree. Yeah, Tyree. Yeah, yeah. And I, and yeah. I'm a Bills fan, so hey, man, we all yeah. feel the pain everywhere. We need some AFC East dominance so. for a little bit too. So yeah. I get it. You know, I'm I'm excited for the rebuild. I'm excited for Gerard Mayo, and you know, if we get a new quarterback, we'll see what happens. Whether it you know, Drake May slides down to us, or we pick up um, Jalen Daniels, Michael Panix. I, I know I have no idea what direction they're going in, but I'm excited to see where it happens. You know, yeah. I think there's finally time. We should have a special hockey draft show and bring on all our football-y people or something when the NFL draft. Because we'll still be we'll still be in the midst of the playoff right at the end of the season here. So, um, so Boston wins the Atlantic again, probably right. And you, they're going to match up. Who, they could. Who do you think they're going to play in the playoffs? It's, and it's then you guys ask questions if you want. Well, I mean, it could be could be Tampa, it could be Florida. Well, Boston's if the season win ended division, today, so it, would be Detroit. <laughs> it could be Toronto, it could be Tampa. What about a um, Toronto Boston first round? Ooh, it'd be so. I down. think Toronto fans would off themselves if that that happened to them again. But you know what, though, I think this Toronto team would actually give you guys some trouble, even though they're. They've got some questions on defense. I think their goaltending is going to sort itself out. Sam Sonoff was not the reason they lost last night. In fact, he played really well. He's kind of found his game again. And uh, I'm really glad to see it, honestly, because I was rooting for the kid. But um, And whenever yeah. Joseph Wall comes back healthy, too, because Wall was basically keeping them alive the first 10 games of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was on that 2018 World Juniors for the U.S. with Ottinger and, and uh, who's the other guy? He's They're also a Boston good. College alum. Who? Joe Wall. Yeah, yeah, and he's from. Uh, he's also uh, from St. Louis. So I love it. I love seeing guys from those parts of the country. It shows that the hockey growth has gotten so big here in the U.S. Um, yeah. So if I was looking at the playoffs right now, you guys would uh, probably play. It would Detroit be Detroit as the, they're tied with points for the Red Wings, but more games. So yeah, yeah, the Red Wings have two more games played than the Leafs. So that's a um, hard one because Alex Lyon gave the Bruins fits during that playoff series against the Panthers last year. 
Yeah, yeah. No, Alex Lyon played well. And then, you know, the, the fact that, you know, they basically had a two-goalie system there too, right? True, between Lyon and Bobrovsky. Yeah, but... and they have a $10 million backup until the playoffs, and then he played great. Um, Perlo, do you have any questions for Jake and or Rico? Do you guys want to ask him some Bruin stuff? I know we just did uh, Singsy yesterday, and we had and he's a Devils guy. So, uh, and if you know anybody, um, we John Duncan from um, Off the Wall Hockey is a friend of mine. He's a diehard Bruins fan. In fact, I sent him a number twenty-seven alternate Bruins jersey this year, the Centennial one, just because that's it. his favorite number. He's from uh, he's from Southeastern Mass. So he's about an hour away from Boston. Great kid. He if, check out his channel off the wall hockey. He's not associated with fans first, but he has a career outside too. But he was he's an excellent play by play guy, man. Like I told him, I said, dude, I don't know what you went to college for, and he's working in a, a different field now. But you you should be broadcasting, and he loves the game. I mean, he loves he just loves hockey. He talks about all the team, the games he does. He's doing a couple streams uh this week um i believe thursday and saturday uh so check out uh off the wall hockey i know perlo knows him really well too um and he's been on this show so he's kind of my go-to guy for bruins but when you stepped up because i just wanted to try to get everybody from fans first on because i'm supposed to be writing for them on the website too it's just mm -hmm. We've gotten over a hundred inches of snow, so I've been dealing with that. And then I've got oh, my car needs to go in. It's like it's wintertime in Alaska. It was minus like 15 all last week. Now we're back to like normal 20 degree weather. So I've just been behind on reaching out to all the fans for uh people on Slack and stuff. And so I really appreciate you just stepping up because uh the uh, there's an Islanders guy that came on, but we we just had Kim on uh from um Kim in the Crease, if you don't know Isles Girl Three. She's a friend of mine, just great, great gal. Uh, she's a nurse now, too, but she goes to a ton of Isles games. Perlo, I'd never met her. Rico, never met her. And uh, anyway, I just want to try to grow uh, NHL nightly and get, you know, maybe make it a thing where you come on and talk Bruins once once a month or something. And just, uh, and if you ever want a guest, uh, you got the three of us to kind of choose from if, if you want. Rico is a... Pretty good Leafs fan knows his hockey played high level. You played uh, like Division Two, didn't you, Rico? Like, or you played Junior B? Oh, you're mu you're muted, Rico. You gotta uh, ju so ju Junior B in Canada, I played, but because I grew up north of Superior, and I was the Junior League up there. Yeah, he's a Thunder Bay guy, so he, you know, we're all the Stall brothers and stuff yes, for fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and Steve actually was from Ontario, but like. You know, a lot of people in the U.S., they migrate west, and Canada's mm -hmm. no difference. So he lives in Alberta, and uh, um, we like to joke he he, he, uh, he, he takes dead bodies off in trucks for a living, but that's not what he does. <laughs> but he is he a just... damn good handicapper, and he's an unbelievable hockey mind. And so and we don't agree on everything, but that's what makes the show fun. But he's, uh, he, he's out there with his picks and stuff, and you're up over 100 units this year, right, Perlo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's doing. He's yes, doing, so am, he, yeah. yeah, he he's good, man. Um, and he, you know, uh, and then we just had Dave Singer from Chicklets Game Notes fame, uh, Singzy as he's known in the internet community. On yesterday, shout out Singzy, his Devils got the win. I'm happy for him, and he hit that holla, which was great. Holla just had a kid, so, um, so yeah. Anyway, that's awesome, Andrew. Andrew played road hockey and floor hockey uh, in the Special Olympics in Oakville. 
That's really Andrew, cool. that's your question. You asked if I'm happy the Islanders got Wah. You know, I think it's good for them that they need some structure. I don't know if it'll be good for them in the long term, but they sure as hell need him in the short term to, you know, kick themselves in the ass a little bit. Yeah, I love that hiring. We had, of course, we had Kim on, like I'm saying. She was really stoked, and they needed a change. I just think, and it's, look, I, you know, Lane Lambert was an assistant coach for the Caps when they won the Cup in 2018. I think he's a great coach. I, I hope he gets on another staff. Some guys are cut out to be awesome assistants, and some guys are cut out to be uh, head coaches. And I just wondered, it felt, it just felt kind of icky to me. Because Trot's left on kind of weird circumstances. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Lou never lets anything out. We'll never know. I mean, unless he writes a book before he dies, we'll we'll never know all these crazy stories. So, well, go ahead, guys. Ask Jake. I know I've said it a couple of times. I've thrown it. This is going to be a shorter episode tonight. We're not going to stay the two hours we did last night. But um, we've got a great – I would like to curl up with a nice glass of water and watch the rest of this uh, – Oilers Vegas game for sure. Vegas just scored oh, apparently. Yeah, they did. They just scored one one. Uh, let's go! Let's go, Golden Knights! Let's go! <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's a great hockey town. You go to a Golden Knights game. The fans are awesome. They know their hockey. They're d- devoted. They won Sammy McKee over, and uh, I love it raw, dude. The Vegas is missing like three of their best five players. So like. If Edmonton wins this game, it, they should. But if Vegas <laughs> wins, it's I like it even more. So, <clears throat> but hey, I don't want to take anything away from Edmonton. Edmonton has played really good defense. I think they've allowed two goals. I mean, they've played some lousy teams, but like you still have to keep the puck out of your net and stuff. So, pretty awesome. You got to give them credit. If they tire beat the record, they still do it. Um, I just. You know, I'm superstitious about that stuff. Like, oh, the last team that did it, they didn't win the cup. So, and I'm telling you, the West is a meat grinder. Dallas is tough. Vancouver look was a road dog tonight, and they, I think they handled Carolina. Did you, Rico? Did you have any? Did you get to watch any of that game, Jake? I know you're probably pretty tuned into to Flames, Flames beating up on your bees, but um, I thought Vancouver with Lindholm just at like no time, no practice, nothing. And he he gets two goals, dead front presence, and they the shots were not close. Um, and Carolina was has the second best record in the last since whenever as Edmonton. And and of course Vancouver's the fifth. But anyway. You know, but, credit to Rick Tockett, you know, and um oh uh, my Jim Rutherford out there. I forget he's the GM out there now, but um He's the president of hockey ops for Vancouver, Patrick Alvin. Alvin, thank uh, you. Yeah, you know, look, credit to all those guys for building a good team. And um, you know, if I think everyone felt weird after Boudreaux left and the way that things happened in Vancouver, but um, you know, credit to those guys for sticking around. And um, I think Tockets righted the ship really well. And good on management for rewarding him with a good uh, player in Lindholm. And you know, Lindholm is such an elite player. I feel like he could have slotted in with any team wherever he got traded, but um, that's a phenomenal yeah. core that they got over there with Lindholm, Besser, Patterson, um, Hughes, Demko. Like that's a really strong core. Dude, they are. And they, I hope they keep it together. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Canuck clay shout out. There's some good Vancouver fans. There's some not so nice ones too, but 
I'm sure you got that experience as a bees fan. I, I don't know how active you were on the internet in 2011 when the Bruins were in the cup, but mm. uh, I was definitely rooting for Boston and for that one. Um, in hindsight, being 2020, like uh, Ryan Kessler is one of the best American two way forwards ever. And I would have liked to seen him win a Stanley cup with that team. And I think he would be immortalized in that town if it had happened. So part of me is a little heartbroken that that didn't get to happen for him, but I was also happy for, you know, Tim Thomas and, you know, the Bruins. That was a, honestly, I don't know that I've seen a, a better final sense. That was such a great final. Immensely entertaining all the way around the OT goals, how close every single game was in Vancouver. Yeah. And it was the Nathan Horton hit. Boston St. Louis 2019 was really good too. I mean, yeah, look, they had a great team back then. I still love my Merlot line. Uh, Sean Thornton, Danny Paye, uh, Gregory Campbell. Like, I love yeah. those guys. Yeah. yeah, Merlot line, yeah. And then uh, didn't Campbell go to Edmonton? And who went to Edmonton was the captain for a while there off that Boston team? Uh, Perlo. Oh, was that Andrew Ferentz? Yeah, Ferentz. Yeah, Ferentz for, was for a bit, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a captain for a minute there, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, for a little bit. I think it was a year or two. He was injured like right away, but I think they did. That sounds, a, that sounds about right. We got the most out of him, though. He's a, he's a good dude all the way around. He worked with the NHL on a lot of their um, eco-friendly measures now. So yeah, yeah. Big ups to him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a cool guy, man. I would like to get – I would. that's a guy we should shoot uh, – try to get on the pod. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Um but um, yeah. So uh, Rico Perlo, we did talk about Calgary and Boston a little bit. Do you guys have any specific Boston questions for Jake? I don't want to keep them all night. But uh, not, uh, not not a ton because I'm a Leaf fan, so I don't want to pump Boston <laughs> tires at all. But no, if I if I could think of one, uh, just an observation I did is uh, a couple weeks ago. I was spending four nights in Ottawa and I saw that Boston was in town. So I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll go to a that game. Was a I've great never, game. Yeah. I've never seen the Bruins play in person, even living in Toronto and going to games here in the same division stuff. I've never seen the Bruins live. So I checked them out and yeah, it, it was a good game. The only shit thing about that game, if you remember it, is Ottawa got a ton of penalties. Like it was just unbelievable yeah. how many power plays they got that game. So it's kind of foolish that way, but one thing I noticed about Boston, just a few smooth skaters on that team, like uh, Charlie Coyle, even that Boquist guy, he's so smooth on his skates, great at face-offs. I mean, Zach had some good style up there. Boston, just huge defense, huge defense too. Forbord was in the lineup with Carlo McAvoy. Like, nobody was going to the net for the Senators in that game. It was just like, the Bruins are heavy, but... They almost felt like they were like the St. Louis Cardinals of the MLB, you know, the Cardinal way. It's like the Boston way. It's like they, they're just quiet on their bench, not on each other, just business, not getting pushed around on the ice. Just it was such a good team to see, strong up the middle, like Zaka at the faceoff circle and and Menmar Shant and Geeky. I mean, I think Boquist played in that game. So, I mean, they were good up the middle. I don't know how a ton of people are saying they need a center, need a center, but I think uh, – I think overall, just a good-looking team on the ice. I was happy I got to see him play. And, yeah, Swayman, just calm, cool, collective, and in his own net, making some wicked saves. So, yeah, it's it just a fun team to watch. Just good depth on that team and well-played. Like, good good team, good team concept there. 
So, for the future, yeah. they need a number one overall center. I, it's not necessarily an immediate need, but if you look you, at their uh, you think Poitras they... can fill that bill? Do you think he? Where's he been? Patrick... How, what's he been he, doing he, lately? He's been out. He was on Patrick the World Juniors. Patrick yeah, I know, but he hasn't been playing nine. lately. I thought he got banged he up. Or did they send him down? No, he was injured. banged up. I don't know if he's sitting down now. I just I thought maybe they sent him to the much. AHL. He's been struggling since the World Juniors. I know that. He didn't really do much in the World Juniors either, but I still think no. he's going to be a good player. Patra's still mm -hmm. hurt. Patra has a shoulder injury. He okay, should be back that's in the what mix it is. Soon. He's banged up. Okay. You know, again, again, I'm happy that Patra's developed, but I also don't want to put a ton of pressure on him. He's 19. Like, yeah. You know, he, yeah, and he like, wasn't a top five pick or anything, you know. He was a second round pick. And of course, when he came up and, you know, started to light it up, everyone said, oh, great. Another second round pick um, out of Canada that the Bruins are going to develop into a natural number one center. The last one being Patrice Bergeron. So, um, <laughs> oh you know, God, the has a lot of potential, but I still think that they need someone either next year or the year after that to let Maddie develop more. They need someone who's going to take the number one role. Patra slides in as the number two. Coyle maybe slides down as a number three at that time, or Zaka, but slides to the wing. Like, yes, I optimally see Patra as a number one center someday, but it's not happening for a couple of years. And so they need someone uh, ostensibly. I like an ISM in the offseason would be great. Shield um, Patra's development. You push everybody down. Now Patra gets some development as your number three C, and Coyle takes over as the number two C, or you keep Zaka as the number two C, and Coyle slides to the wing. There are so many permutations if they can just get a number one center. I don't think they've got the capital to do it via trade, and they shouldn't do it via trade. But if they can in free agency, I think it just helps them going forward. Like, So let me throw a name out there at you. And I've heard this as a possibility, and it's been brought up in our chat. What about a Leon Dreisaitl? Dreisaitl would be a ton of fun. But again, it, at what cost? Well, Is at what cost? He may not re-sign with Edmonton. Uh, if yeah, the, but at if, what cap cost? The Bruins have – they've re-signed McAvoy. They have to re-sign Swayman. I thought McAvoy um, was already locked up long-term. Yeah, the McAvoy's locked up long-term, but it's a humongous contract. Same with Pasternak. Um, they still have to find room for Swayman. Like, yeah, but the cap's uh, going If they want to re-sign DeBrusque, if they want to re-sign Trent Frederick to a long-term oh, They want to like, re-sign DeBrusque? What about DeBrusque and Allmark going the other way? If it's for a guy like Drysaddle, maybe you do it. I, you oh, know, you're not, very you're not seeing no. that done this year, though. Either let's see how if Edmonton like volleys out of the playoffs like unexpectedly early, like if they don't get to the conference finals, in my opinion, there's going to be some changes there because I think they're they have zero cap space for next year, so they're not going to be able to add shit. So uh, and they got to re-sign Bouchard too here after what next season. And he's gonna make. I think he's gonna make ten million plus. If you look, I mean, if he's on pace for eighty-one points this year, five hundred thousand dollars of cap space. The Oilers—that's obscene. I mean, the Bruins have less. I was as much as that. The Bruins have sixty thousand dollars of cap yeah, space. Yeah, no, you guys are in it. You're look, in it we've bad. Got, we've got we have Pasternak at eleven two five, Marshawn at six one two five for another two years. 
Coyle at five two five, Zaka at four seven five. You think Marshawn plays flat. like six more years though? Like he just strikes me as a guy that's gonna play as long as he wants. Oh, Marshy, absolutely. Yeah, he's not been hurt that much, and he's so fit, it's ridiculous. I mean, he outworks guys half his age sometimes. It's just like fuck. the guy's so good, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um Perlo, did you have any questions for Jake? Yeah, well, it's, I don't know if it's a question. It's sort of a statement and a question at the same time. I think when it comes to the Bruins, uh, people don't really pay attention to this because their top forward is really good. But down the road, and probably even next year, I don't like what I see on defense for them. I don't really like Lore, Ian Mitchell, Renouf, like, they really are hurting when it comes to uh, prospects and, and players ready to play. I, I think they're actually going to be looking more towards defense depth than well, a lot of people are looking for that center this year. But Charlie Coyle has been putting up some pretty good points. Zach has been doing not bad, you know, pretty good. And they got Morgan Geeky there as well. Maybe they get some depth, but I'm more concerned about their defense. So I was, I, I, I guess my question is, do you agree with me that in the future, their defense is looking a little wonky? The only thing I'll disagree with you a little bit on is uh, Mason Lowry. His development and his ceiling is obscenely high. And, you know, sometimes when he was up, he's had a couple of stints up already. He did look like a little bit of a giraffe. But, um, you know, his just absolute cunning sense of being a two-way defenseman. And that's the model of a, of – uh, the NHL right now is you have two way, you have very heavy offensive defensemen. This guy's got moves like you can't believe. Um, and I think the difference between a guy like him and a guy like Matt Grizz, like I love Grizz, but he's got a couple of inches and a lot of pounds on Grizz. Grizz is 5'10, 5'11, and low rye, I think is either 6'3 or 6'4. And so if you're going to be a smooth skater and a big shooter, you need to have the frame to be able to back it up and stop guys. So I'm excited about low rise development. But you're right otherwise that I don't know what they do with their back-end defensemen for the future. Um, you know, it's great they've got a core locked up. Charlie McAvoy's locked up for the foreseeable future. Hampus Lindholm is locked up for the foreseeable future. Brandon Carlo's locked up until 27, 28. And Carlo's gotten over his injury stuff, and he's been healthy the last two years. And I'm glad to see it, man. And he's turned uh... into a phenomenal shutdown defenseman. And, you know, when he's healthy, he's fantastic. But you're right behind them. I don't know what they do. And I'm sure that there's a great crop of free agent defensemen that they're going to have to figure out. Um, you know, Forbert was an interesting signing when it happened. He's been very injured this season. And then they had to make do with the cap space that they had. They signed Shattenkirk for a little over a million dollars. He's played well. They I've been, the cap space. He's played well for them, right? Let Can you talk a little bit about, I mean, I've been really impressed what I've seen from Shattenkirk. I know he's not skating 35 minutes a night or anything but you know what What are your thoughts i mean i thought i thought he's played really well for them at times yes he can be very inconsistent he's a great driver on the second power play unit that's his um, but it, it's so hard sure. to watch like a non-defenseman defenseman play back there because sometimes he just lets the stupidest things go through they are like 
Man, I like. I wish someone for that's, that's, and that's why he. That's why the, uh, the last month or so we've seen a rotation between him and Parker Watherspoon, who again I gave credit to a little earlier. Watherspoon has stepped up and become a great back end defenseman for them, but he's only signed through this year too. So, uh, Perlo, you're not wrong that there's a lot of questions on the back end going forward. Whether Grizzlick is worth re-signing, whether Lowry is ready for a full time NHL spot, you know what depth they have back there. There are definitely a lot of question marks back there. So where do you go ahead, Rico? Did you have a question for him? No, you did. You asked. You asked him. Yeah, no, I, I did. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, they got some good quality back there. I mean, McAvoy's a, a good number one, and that's basically where you start right there. I mean, Toronto's right. <clears throat> never had a number one for years. I mean, Riley's been on tearing on that fence of being a number one, but if you're thinking in that <clears throat> the World Nations or whatever they're calling the tournament next year, you think Riley makes King Canada's team? It could be him, could be Shea Theodore, you know, like it's just like the Mitch Marner talk too. Like, what have we done in the playoffs when it counts? Like, I mean, McAvoy's gonna be there for the US, it'll probably be on the top pair on the right side. Oh yeah. Yeah. If it's not him, it's Adam Fox. But the fact yeah. that it's just a debate between those two as the top two right-handed defenders. If it's me, I'd player. rather have McAvoy and Fox, I'd play on the power play. Uh, but uh um Man, I'm and, mad. And Charlie McAvoy's Quinn player. Hughes you can't afford not to play. Gary, can you imagine Quinn Hughes, Luke Hughes, Adam Fox? I'm so excited for the. I I saw the Canadians team that Justin Bourne put together uh, with the McKinnon Point. Uh, who's Barzell, Barzell line like Ooh. that's going to be tough to stop with that speed. That they're literally the fastest guys in the league. Per ice, to, like I guess McKinnon has the fastest like on ice burst or whatever and uh obviously point is like the second fastest guy in the nhl and then you throw barzell who's who has won the fastest skater we lost to mcdavid by not much in this last one here too so um yeah Tim, I your fun. comment about the bruins if they have another goalie in the pipeline that would allow them to trade all mark in my head yes it's brandon bussy in my heart no, because I love the goalie hogs too much. Yeah, but you know what, man? There comes a time, and um, I'll say this. I haven't been a big fan of Don Sweeney's drafts, but I feel like he's done really well, like, just adding really decent talent. Like, Lindholm was a great trade, man, and then they don't waste it by – they re-sign him. You know, like, Rico being a Leaf fan, I, I think some of the – you know, like the biggest complaint is you trade for these guys. Now, I know they tried to re-sign O'Reilly, which, boy, he would be helpful for them. But, I mean, it would, I just feel like it would be the world of difference for them right now. But O'Reilly, I think, too, probably just didn't want that scrutiny in Toronto. I think a guy being from there, you understand what it gets, and I think some guys are born to play. I That's what I say. I say a lot of the American kids – you know, I know the pandemic really threw it in, but – I. I think a lot of American kids, unless you grow up in your area that play hockey, they're, they're, they're the second, third, fourth, fifth most popular sport in their high school. So nobody ever pays them no mind. You go to Canada and you're like, ah, oh, I get all the adulation I've been wanting my whole life. You know, or, you, you know, Boston, Philly, they're, they're Pittsburgh. There are really good hockey towns that are, you know, where the fans will hold you accountable. But it's not the same as it is in the Canadian markets. I mean, Edmonton's a meat grinder. Vancouver's a meat grinder. Toronto's a meat grinder. You know, Vancouver really. Vancouver doesn't have a Canadian forward on their team. Yeah. Yeah. And they're winning. You know, that shows you the depth of the world, though, too. Like, their best player is, you know, finish, really. So, 
You know, speaking of guys that I wish the teams re-signed, you know, look at what the Bruins could have gotten. If they had re-signed Tyler Bertuzzi, I'm looking at you, Rico, and the Leafs and what Bertuzzi's doing there. He hasn't I feel like done would have kept been a great Bruin. You don't think he – I think he's been really bad oh, for the Leafs, honestly. He was so good in the you playoffs know? for the Bruins. Would he have like six, five, six goals in that series against yeah. Spurrier? Yep. And he's got that's one like, in his last 24 in, in Toronto right now. Yeah, he has one goal in 24 that. games, Jake, with Toronto right now. Jeez. Well, uh, so I was – Yeah, he ain't making – I don't think he's going to equal that if his season stays this way. I think he's costing himself money. There were rumors, yeah. and I, or I guess little chirps, that like he wishes he were still in Boston. I was at um, Bees Leafs in, on November second when um, Timothy Lilligren got hurt in the corner, and you know they show the bench and the Leafs just have no response to it. And Ryan Reeves is trying to chirp Marshy, and you just see um, Bertuzzi sitting in the corner of the bench. He's smiling and shaking his head like, "Oh, Marshy, like just oh, you're my pal." This is just so funny to watch, like. I, I can imagine what the Bruins would have been like if they kept Bertuzzi or if they kept Dimitri Orloff. And I feel like Perlo, that an, that would have answered a lot of questions going forward if they kept Orloff as a left-sided defenseman for the future. They uh, they yeah. definitely couldn't have afforded seven, it for what Carolina signed them for. Dollars, huh? Yeah, but still, well, you might be able to get Orloff in the offseason for dirt cheap because yeah, and Bertuzzi <laughs> maybe like a five times three million a year. Like, look at these players yeah. that went to Boston, like Bertuzzi and, and or Orloff. They were calling them Bobby Orloff in Boston. If they, this well, guy like, was amazing as a brew. But I'll tell you what, though, is that a test? I think Orloff. Hey, Orloff won a couple of the caps. He played great. I mean, mm-hmm. he he has his moments. I always he kind of always left me wanting more, but I always felt like he has a really high ceiling. And we may have not seen the best of his game. But I'll say this though: like he got to play with McAvoy, right? Like, mm-hmm. look what's happening with Quinn Hughes this year and Heronic and stuff. Like, like sometimes you just need those. The pairs mean something. I mean, I saw I heard Louis DeBrus say today on Kipper's show that. He doesn't think the Edmonton will trade for a defenseman because the guys love playing with each other right now the way they got it, and they're playing good hockey, man. And why chase? I mean, like, I know they added Corey Perry for nothing, but, like, why chase? Like, if I'm Ken Holland, man, I don't know that I'd do anything, you know? You know? Uh, I would improve on CeCe if I could. I would improve on CeCe if I could. Right, but why? Just leave him. He's fine. He's a a third. uh, He's not. See Tim. Thanks for coming in. No, I mean he's fine, man. Like I, you're not would, he's your would, third, would, he's your bottom care guy, would, right? I, I don't know. Uh, I think he's playing with nurse still. He's playing with nurse. Oh, I thought he, he, he was a uh, bottom player. Player. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta improve on that. I, I mean you don't have to improve on that, but if you can. I would improve. Yeah. That if I was well, it'll that's be interesting to see. What... That's about... Yeah, the guy have no cap space either. Um, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what Boston does in the years to come. I'll, I think they're going to do better this year in the playoffs for certain. Um, I really appreciate you coming out, Jake. Uh, we're going to just preview tomorrow's three games. You're welcome to hang out, but I know it's late there on the East Coast. You probably have a job. I have to get to it. So uh I won't keep you if you don't want to uh if you don't want to hang out for our picks. But um I really appreciate you coming on and reaching out, man. And uh let's get let's do this again. Uh and good luck with the big bad bees pod. Um 
with SB Nation slash Fans for Sports Network. I really hope, uh, really hope that works out for you, man. I know there's a, you know, I think honestly, what I've found is just sticking with it. You know, just stick with it. Just keep grinding, man. And next thing you know, you might be doing this for real. You know, talking to Bruins legends and just really, you know, you know, Boston guys, Bill, Bill Burr and. <laughs> and uh always think Bill of Burr. Uh, who's the guy. Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill, Bill Burr's Burr. a Boston guy. Anyway, yes, he's um, on a, he goes on a Red Sox broadcast every year, and I think every year yeah. except this year they won for him. So I love Bill. Know. He's a great sports fan and he's hilarious. Um, I was thinking of Dennis Leary too, you know, Bill Simmons, all those guys, you know. So um you know, much yeah. appreciated. I hope the same growth for you guys as well. It looks like you run a tight ship here and a good show. So I hope we can, you know, kind of see each other mutually grow. Um, you know, just stick with it, do the right things, and good luck with everything going forward. Yeah, I won't be happy till I have at least as many followers as Heat Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's at like two hundred fifty thousand. Then I'll feel like I can do. If that fucking chucklehead can do it, I can do it. So, <laughs> um. Yeah, I really appreciate you, man. Uh, like I said, you're welcome to hang out. Um, let's talk. Let's talk uh, betting. If you got to go, you could just just yeah, let me know. I got know a dip or... for a day job. Yeah, you're good, man. Thank you so much for coming out, Jake. And uh, and uh, we'll talk again soon, man. Everybody, check Absolutely. out. Uh, I'll put Jake's links to his Twitter account in there, and check out the Big Bad Bees Pod if you're listening to this on the podcast. Uh, leave a like, subscribe, comment. Helps us out. Absolutely. Subscribe to the pod on Apple or Spotify, FFS, FFSN, NHL Nightly. Right now we're Monday through Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Thanks again to Jake Reiser from Big Bad Bees Pod. We'll, we'll hang out, play the outro, but we'll do our picks. So hang out. See you, Jake. That was great to have him. Okay. Um, yeah, he reached out and, uh, that was cool, man. I was like, yeah, come on, man. I, I reached out to a bunch of people on Slack through our thing and said, Hey, if anybody there's, there's like four or five other teams that have podcasts, I'd like, love to have you guys on and plug your stuff. So that guy was cool. He, he, he started somewhere else and they had had some stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder if Edmonton doesn't win the cup this year. Do they, do they look to move somebody big, like a dry sidle or something? And, change it up um but uh they're playing great team d man and i give a lot of credit to that knoblock he's done really well i did have a stat for you guys um try for oh, avalanche defense have scored 41 goals this year they're on pace the most he'll, he'll just had them he'll just had an amazing save like yeah i just saw it i just saw it by wow. way Robbery, bro. Is him in the Edmonton Oilers kitchen? He's back and he's like, oh, who did he save this on? Oh, he Corey Perry? Yeah, but Kerbo, you need the under here. Oh, anyway, my God. Was that Ekholm? Yeah, I do need the under. Oh, McLeod. That was McLeod. I, I need the under here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to hit the under. By the way, Sings and Sandler are doing really good on the unders. Okay, let's pick games tomorrow. Let's go. I'm not going to pick. Lightning at Rangers. Lightning at a plus 114 road dog. What do you guys like? New York yeah. Rangers. 
They've got a game in already since yeah. the break. This is Tampa's first game. Yeah, I'm I'm on that too. Yeah. Okay, I like a Kucherov goal scoring prop though. He's gonna and come out playing. Maple Leafs at Maple Leafs at Stars. Stars are a road dog. I like the Stars at road dog plus one fourteen. Uh, I do not know how the Maple Leafs are favored in this game at all. Um, and yeah. the over under in that is five, six and a half. I like the under actually. Yeah, mm, God, no, I like the over seven. Dallas, goals. I think Dallas played in Buffalo tonight and won easily. I, I'm not worried. Two, one. Not easily 2 1. Toronto 20. You think Toronto's winning? Mm hmm. Okay, Perlo. I like to draw. I like to, okay. I think be tight. I think nice. Every, we got everybody. I'm on the stars. You're on the draw. Rico's on the Leafs. Love it. Uh, Rupe Hans goal scoring prop. Uh, let's see what it is. Uh, Wild at Blackhawks last game of the night. Blackhawks are a plus 185. Home dog. I mean, I'm not going to watch this game at all. I do not care. Both teams are awful. No, I mean, it's Minnesota or nothing. I mean, Bedard's still out. Con, Con, Colin Murphy or whatever his name is, he's out. Blackhawks can't score. I mean, Colin Murphy. Yeah, I do not give uh, a shit Give me uh, – take it right now. Don't wait till the morning. Minnesota minus one and a half. They're going to ruin Chicago. It's not even going to Yeah, no. Gonna be a they should. And they are, by the way, minus 225. So Vegas is thinking yeah. that they're going to ruin them too. Okay. Puck, that is the line is plus 120 right now. By morning time, it probably won't even be close to that. That must be a <laughs> yeah. TNT or ESPN game or something because there's two they, seven o'clock, and that's the 930. Yeah. The Lightning Rangers is a TNT yeah. game, and the Wild Blackhawks is a TNT game. So, <laughs> All yeah. these Hawks games they signed up for this year, right? Yeah, because yeah. of a dark, man. But, dude, Rico, Rico, Chicago is the number three media market in the U.S., so yeah. their fans live all over the country. So the Blackhawks are a big name, man. And they, you know, you're, you know, as bad as they are now, I mean, they just won three cups. Like their fan base, if you're Clayton Keller, you know, who's from that area, if you're a nine year old kid, you've seen them win like a couple of Stanley Cups, you know. I mean, you were a baby, but you, you've seen them. It's not been that long, you know. If you're in high school, yeah. They're awesome. So, oh, that's awesome, uh, Andrew, going to see the Everglades. Cool, man. That's cool. Uh, and, and congratulations on the um, the hockey, man. Congratulations. Uh, that's the show, guys. I'm going to play the outro, and we're out. Thank yeah, you so Cros much. Crosby, Crosby and Gensel for Dreisaitl. Do it. Oh, man. Whew. Do you do it? Ooh.